2018. December. Yeah, 2018 now, almost. We're recording, by the way. Okay. Uh, here with Holly and Tim. We kept this quite organic, and he's like, "Yeah, we're recording." And yeah, now I'm on the spot. That, that's how it goes. I forgot all the things that I was gonna say. We don't need a whole big intro. Well, we were already talking, so might as well hit record while the conversation is still, you know, because it happens all the time when you go to start a podcast and you hit record, and then you're like, uh, "What? Oh, what are we talking about? What are we saying?" Makes sense. So, Holly, I haven't seen. We were just talking about. I haven't seen you in. Oh, man, it had to have been, like, it's got to be three, four years at least. At least, yeah. Because you moved, but I, I still didn't see you for a couple of years before you moved, too. Yeah, I was, well, before I moved, I was still, like, I was, before I officially moved, I was basically in D.C. all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. I was just flying back for class. So how many classes did you have, like, a week where you just go there on weekends and stuff? DC? No, I would, I like bunched up my classes. So I had my classes on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I would go to DC Thursday through Sunday for meetings and work. For meetings, like political meetings and stuff? And you were going to school for what communications was it? Or? Yeah. That's cool. Yep. And then some stuff. I had to travel some for that too because I had, I did some international work. So I d- did some stuff in like St. Lucia randomly. What the hell is St. Lucia? <laughs> um, it is an independent Caribbean nation with a parliamentary system of government, and um, I was the general consultant for the Labor Party there. That's a very specific answer. I like that. So it's an island? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm. So you graduated school for communications, and you decided to move to D.C. to do... I know you were working on campaigns, but what was your in-between job what got you through is it just campaigns all the time yep so they work on campaigns even when there's not an election because uh, there's an election somewhere everywhere right? at some time right right but what i do um actually you can't really take a break from because like my i write for candidates and so um they can't stop communicating in between elections like they still have to give speeches right they still have to send out like campaign emails they still have to have social media so they can't, like, stop that ever. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm employed year-round by campaigns. But I work for a consulting firm. That's So the consulting firm, is that – it's partisan, right? So you're working for a Democratic Party. Only de- we, So we only work for Democrats, and we, we're pretty picky about the Democrats we work for. Uh, that's, that's cool. So, so the, if they don't line up with our values, then we won't work with them. Okay, so the consultant company's got its own core beliefs. And then you – so you would work with, you know, a candidate hits you up, they – are in sync with your beliefs so you decide to take them on as Mm -hmm. a client yep and then what do you write speeches for them or recommendations notes Um, points so i so i will write typically um most of their online content and then some of their speeches and pretty much all their online content so um and then i i do their online fundraising and then i also do their online ads are you allowed to talk about any of your clients who they are um i uh am allowed to i am allowed to talk about past work okay nothing ongoing so um yeah so 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 i mean so what we're best known for is we did um bernie sanders in 2016 oh cool so that was fun so went to iowa did the whole nine yards with the presidential did you work on his website um no i didn't work on his website um we have but uh, my coworkers did they did an amazing job hell yeah that's really cool. That's something you could say. Like you could take that anywhere. Like, yeah, I worked with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he didn't win, but I still worked with him. <laughs> um, and then um, I uh, still hold the record um, for the most uh, donations to a um, House of Representative campaigns in U.S. history. Okay, so what does that mean exactly? Um, so a big part of my job is I do all the online fundraising. And so um, one of my campaigns uh, was um, the candidate didn't like to call donors. And so I had to raise all of the money for the campaign online. And so um, I do that by advertising to people that I think might be potential donors. Targeted. Targeted. I target them. Um, and then, and then you know, I send them emails. I get them to sign up for our email list. I send them emails, ask them for money, explain our policy, things like that. Um, and we actually, yeah, so we got um, over 200,000 contributions to his congressional campaign, which is a... Significant. Yeah, it was the, it's, it's still, uh, that, ha- that record has yet to be broken for, so... Hell yeah, defending that record. Yep, Holly Fussell that record. over here. Yeah, so um, yeah, pretty cool. Wow. So you say you you find people that might donate depending on their demographics and everything. How do you find that in their email? Is there some list out there, like a master list with the person's? No, no, no. I would never. Down? I would never like take someone's email like without their permission. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I will do like advertising. Like I'll do like so-and-so candidate is fighting for net neutrality join us okay and then people click that yeah join us add your name people and then sign up if you want you know if you want to stay engaged in our fight you enter your email address and then you ask them for money well um i i ask them for money but i also ask them for other things i'll ask them to volunteer i'll ask them a lot of times to like call congress and they'll they would rather send the check most of the time i'm sure um, no, so, like, a lot of times, like, the, you know, people are really, so, I, I specialize in small dollar donations, hence what, you know, with the Bernie Sanders campaign, our average contribution was $27. Wow. For the whole campaign. And that adds up, all those nickels and dimes. Yes. Um, my, uh, for the house race that I, um, broke the record for, um, our average contribution was actually $19. Well, see, so the lower the better. If you ask for a smaller amount, you get more people that are willing to actually make a contribution so you get this power of numbers i was just reading uh um made in america sam walden's biography about how walmart was made and that was their ideology behind discount stores is they put something at a really low price and you get a lot more people engaged in it because they're like oh you know we don't have to spend that much money and we can still you know get what we want or make change or something along those lines and that's really awesome yeah and um a big part of you know why we are struggling so much with our government right now is that so many of these politicians rely on really big donors to fund their campaigns and those donors have demands you know they and and so whenever you fund your campaign with small dollar donors with people who donate twenty dollars a piece you're going to go and vote for the best interests of the teachers and the nurses and the bartenders who donated money to you you know not the (laughs) you know wall street bankers and so we end up with a better government and those candidates owe their success to the people they're actually representing. Exactly. And then and then it's like, and then you're held accountable. Um, there have definitely been times when I've said, hey, you know, if you make this vote, that's our that's our donor base that's going to get hurt. We can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it's actually, you know, it's the everyday people. And so it ends up working out for everyone. Yeah, that's really wonderful. You know, it's actually get people involved in politics from such a small level and in the masses. And I, I think with 
with social media and everything that's happening, how the world is changing today, the internet, I mean, it's fucking crazy the way that we're so interconnected. That's what we're moving towards, really. And, you know, being that, that you're ahead of the curve with that, that's great. You know, so many people getting involved and actually making change. I think pretty soon it's going to get to the point where we can maybe even vote online, you know, and, and, and see like, you know, when you go to click for a person, it'll pop up their core beliefs and stuff instead of just like <laughs> this black and white page you got to fill out with a pencil. It says nothing about the candidates. Like, you know, you most people don't even read who's on the entire ballot. So when they go to vote, there's this whole everything else and all they see is these street flyers like vote yes on two or, you know, no on 84 or some shit. Undervoting is a huge problem, and undervoting is when someone will vote at the, they'll vote for like president or they'll vote for governor, and then they won't fill out the rest of their ballot. And actually, mm-hmm. so many of the decisions get made on the local level, they get made by state representatives. Like that's that's who decides how much our teachers get paid, our, is our state senators and our state representatives. And so many people just don't vote for those at all. Right. It's awful. I think that's really cool that you, you know, some things go viral online but yes. you could also do paid advertisements or make things go viral that actually explain and it's happening you see this all the time now and i think that for future elections especially after what's going on with donald trump how many people are happy and how many people are unhappy but you got people engaged because it's so controversial i like the fact that he got elected not for anything that he's done <laughs> or any you know not not so much for political reasons but because it's so controversial and he knows how to get people engaged you know, he might be a little bit manipulative, but people are going to get used to seeing the transparency, seeing a president post everything that they're thinking on Twitter and, and, you know, knowing how to appeal to large audiences and being able to see everything right there in front of them, you know. And I think that it's just changing the voter platform, the platform of the country, moving everything more into a digital and social media age, you know. Good for me as yeah. a digital consultant. Right. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, it's It's been interesting. You know, it used to be that, um, you know, I would only get requests for federal races. And now it's people are like, oh, I'm running for mayor and I'm running for, you know, a very a city council. Can you help me? And I'm like, well. Yeah. We get the generation coming up. It's all people that have grown up with social media. And now, because we're going to be soon enough, the major population that's going to be voting you know being that we're used to the internet that's going to be the way things are done solely completely and people are losing faith in in fox and cnn and everything too i used to recommend um in 2012 and 2014 i would recommend that um candidates spend about 15 percent that's teen percent um on of their advertising budget on digital and now i recommend 50 yeah oh yeah of course it's just it's People and people don't really watch TV anymore. Not not in the same way. Yeah. People watch TV, but they don't watch commercials. No, they DVR, they fast read their commercials, or they pay for the Hulu Plus or you know whatever right. else. And so, really, the best way to reach people is through social media ads. Oh, of course. I think there's another cool thing happening right now too. Tim and I noticed this. We were watching a show on Netflix called Disjointed about. They're basically it's like a sitcom that takes place in a dispensary and they had like commercials inside of the show for like lays and stuff they're slowly kind of integrating commercials with oh, the dude, entertainment yeah, Netflix has gotten even more so with that yeah yeah dude uh, i think that's that's crazy that eventually i'm sure there will be a reality tv show about a person running for president 
So you see everything going on. And <laughs> There's, it's aired um, on Netflix or Hulu uh, or whatever. Have you seen the Anthony Weiner documentary? No. Okay. So first of all, would never, ever consent to this. I'll, you know what? Actually, they did do a documentary, one of my campaigns, this during the cycle, like a few weeks ago. That, But that was different. But the Anthony Weiner documentary, they followed him on the campaign trail, and it got messy, as we know now. Messy? Oh, yeah. I think he's in jail right now, Anthony Weiner, because for um, sexting like a 15-year-old. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, pretty God. messy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We... Anthony Weiner. Hoo-hoo. Like, if Weiner. I had that name. Huh. Oh, his name is Weiner, too. <laughs> <laughs> especially. Like, like, don't do that, obviously. But right. also, like, especially. Yeah, he had all the sex scandals, and it turned out that he was, like, Your on this, like. Tony Weiner on this website and he had like a fake name on the website that was like carlos danger and he was like hitting up girls it's carlos like, danger because yeah, if your like, last name is wiener how are yeah, you gonna like, top your that your last name is wiener like come on <laughs> but um yeah he's a disgraced former congressman now he ran for mayor of new york and failed well that's good so yeah um but you know but no he has a documentary um i think showtime did it and it's 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 pretty true to campaign life mm-hmm. i mean not my campaign life because none of my um candidates have turned out to be pedophiles right knock on full table <laughs> so uh, uh, so they fall they followed him they made the documentary about him obviously before they found out all this about him or? correct but so, it was after the original scandal the original scandal was just that he was cheating on his wife and that he oh he accidentally tweeted a uh dick pic accidentally oh it's the wrong account well it wasn't like a dick so it was like a bulge man I, in I, his underwear <laughs> So he tweeted I feel like it. That's intentional. Man, yeah, I've accidentally done that before, not with dick pics, but I manage my work's uh, social media. So I went to go and pitch, pitch, uh, post a picture of like garlic knots, a side of marinara, and I'm like talking it up using hashtags. And then I noticed that all of my friends are liking it. And I'm like, what the hell? I looked at it. It's post to my personal page. <laughs> yep. So how easy, if you have like a separate Twitter account, could that be to just accidentally send a picture of your dick or a bulge in your pants to oh, like yeah. all of your followers? But I would also say like, why are you posting a picture of your dick on your personal page? <laughs> he was trying to DM it to someone. Ho-ho. Oh, man. Old people, they don't know like, how to yeah, use it. I know. <laughs> on my personal Facebook? Because that's like, that makes sense. I'm going to move this <laughs> microphone a little closer to you, Tom. Because... Uh, <laughs> it's just my face really stolen. close <laughs> really close i mean but now you know who knows there are things that were once scandals are no longer scandals yeah especially look at you know donald trump yeah right and I, I don't i don't think that that's anything new i i think that presidential candidates have been perverted okay so you got to think what may what kind of person are you what makes you Oh, I think Bill Clinton is so gross. Yeah. I I don't go to events where he's at because I don't I think that he I think that the Democratic Party should have shunned him long ago. Oh yeah. He's yeah, he's gross, he's inappropriate with women. No. Think about what kind of person it takes to want that much power. I think Obama might have been an exception. I think I think Obama was I think Obama was an exception. There, I think there have they, been a few, but I, I yeah, there are definitely been, there are, there are always like the few exception, right? The few exceptions to this rule because there are people who seek power, you know, for themselves. There are people who seek power so that others don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Seek power as a way of protecting true warriors, true knights. Yeah. Know. Exactly. And so um, I think it's easy to t- it's pretty easy to tell the, the difference between those people. Yeah, but not when you're, you know, 
coached on your body language and wearing a ton of makeup and going on national television and you have a team of people telling you how, you, that's you know. a mistake though that's such a mistake nowadays i think that the most important thing that um that i do differently on campaigns than i mean it's about like 50 50 now and so i'm of the philosophy that you should um do as much as you can to keep your candidate the way they are right you know voters deserve to know who they're voting for exactly. and and I think that it's also, I mean, it's also far more appealing. If you look at the Hillary Clinton campaign, I think a lot of where they went wrong was they really tried to make her into something else. And it's like, no, like if you you embrace the person, quirks and all, and you go, you know, full speed ahead. That's why I want to see a reality TV show following a candidate. It would be interesting if they had one every election following every candidate. I'll show you the... the uh, um, Wiener. The little doc. No, no. There, they did a little documentary, a mini documentary. There, there's like a documentary, documentary series on one of my candidates. Um, is actually my favorite candidate I work with right now. So, cool. I'll have to show it to you. But you can't talk about it. Uh, probably should not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she probably wouldn't care, but whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you're bound by contract. Yep. Where's this bottle of wine at? There it is. <laughs> Let's see how binding this contract really is. You want some more wine? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, darling. That is some sneaky-ass shit you're trying to do there, yo. Right? <laughs> oh, I don't really care that much. You're by far one of the most interesting people we've had on the podcast recently. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah we, how, how many podcasts have good. we done recently? <laughs> huh? How many podcasts have we done recently? I don't remember. <laughs> I was on the... I am. I can't talk about a past campaign that was one of the most scandal-ridden campaigns of 2016. Okay, let's hear it. I worked for um, a now former congressman who. Uh, one of the headlines during this campaign was Florida congressman's bigamy trial delayed due to wife's breast implant leaks. Okay. Let's unpack this for a minute. Bigamy. So he found out his wife was married to someone else when they got married. Like, how did that? Twenty e- years ago. Don't you have to have a? Okay, so not, <laughs> it's not digital records; it's paper records somewhere, right? Yeah. So yeah. So he found easy out to, easy to overlook. His wife was already married to someone, and then he's already looking. So up then, the of details. course, they're they're getting divorced over that, and then or but annulled because it's an annulment when it's like that. Was it? Does he re- remarry her? No, no, because he was like... Was he pissed? Of course. Wouldn't you be upset if you married someone and found out they were married to someone else? Well, I mean, if maybe she God, forgot really? to get a divorce, which, you know, or, or the paperwork didn't go through. Something happened that if you knew that she was with this person, turns out, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, depends on how good your relationship is already. But just completely not ever mentioning that you've been married and that you also never got a divorce either yeah i can see that it would spark some anger yeah and so i actually um this is a i like this congressman a lot i still consider him a friend um he he is really out there and willing to say whatever and whatever was on his mind and really and this really is, smart this is your candidate you're talking about my former candidate okay yes yes and and, and former congressman continuing yes. to unpack it breast implant leaks yes she had breast implants and they started leaking during the trial and so they had to delay it and so that was a headline i got to try to 
you know, whatever. I was like, oh, well, we're trying to pass some important legislation, but let's talk about the breast implant leaks. Okay, so it's not like it leaked that her breasts were fake. Her fake breasts actually literally started leaking. Yes. <laughs> so she had to have surgery, which delayed the court dates. Wow. Oh. So that's like not like a headline you want about your campaign. <laughs> that's a ball of fun right there. That, I would use that for well, my advantage. and then, so then... This candidate was like, he. The, one of the good things is that he always spoke his mind. One of the bad things is that he always spoke his mind. And so a reporter was asking him questions he didn't want to be asked. And so he called him a shitting robot who just shits all over people like a robot. Robots shit all over people all I the time. I also didn't this is quite, a very common thing quite with robots. get that. We made a lot of jokes about how it would have to be in the campaign store. <clears throat> Dolan, you can't get me drunk. I drink all the time. I'm a political consultant. <laughs> yeah, you can't get me drunk either, Dolan. I'm not trying to get you drunk oh, at this right. point. I'm just trying to be polite and share because this wine is really good. And if it I is. don't pass the bottle to you, I'm going to drink it all. Um, See if I can pour this correctly. I got this. I, I believe I in this. you. And be sure to twist you the bottle. believe in me too, though. Oh, no. I'm yeah, but, you know, that's like one of the things, you know, I think that at some point, I don't know what to stop. Okay, stop, stop. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. That's, that's a lot of wine. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dylan. But I think that, it, you know, at some point, like, I would almost rather have a, someone who calls a reporting a shitting ro- or, ah, who calls a reporter a shitting robot and goes and tells the truth on the House floor than someone who... Wait, he called the reporter a shitting robot? Yes, a Tampa Bay Times reporter a shitting oh, robot. What? Who the hell is Tampa Bay Times? Sorry, it is I don't, I don't know. one of the oldest newspapers in Florida. Oh, well, they're obviously not that popular. <laughs> not in Orlando, no. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a couple other pictures. What? What, Tim? Well, huh? I can't hear you. I said because of Hoonapoo. Oh. Oh, you're in a couple of their pictures? Probably, yes. Pretty, I, I, Tim, I can't understand what you're saying. Wouldn't doubt it. Microphone. Am I not speaking loud No, enough? no, you're Why not. You're, you're, you're directing your voice away from the mic. Oh. There you go. I'm sorry. Yeah, gotta give Tim shit. <laughs> you can't go a podcast while giving Tim shit. Sorry. Of course. I love you, Tim. But I want to be able to hear you. You can hear me. I can. Make your voice heard. Yes. My voice is being heard. Yeah. Now right. yeah. Anyway, before Tim derailed us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was saying that I'd rather have a candidate who calls a, reporting, a reporter a shitting robot and is willing to like speak the truth on the house floor and vote well and pass good legislation than someone who's really scripted. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but like robots don't shit. I know. That was, <laughs> that was really what bothered me the most was the like, the, I was like, come on, like, dude. Is, is there anything better you could come up with, bro? <laughs> I know, You're I know. You're going to be representing us here? Come on, man. I know. He's a, a fascinating oddball. Yeah. What was his name? Do you, can you? Yeah, it was Alan Grayson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw your posts about him. You were talking oh, about him. Oh, wait. I, th- I think I know that guy. I've seen pictures of him before. Yeah, he's kind a pretty... Kind of a squarish face. Yes. Okay. Square face. Yeah, he's got a squarish old man face, brown so hair. Maybe yep. he was just Something projecting like with, the, huh? uh, with the robot comment. He's just projecting his own insecurities. He called somebody a, oh, a square-faced robot. robot. Yeah. He's, he's not a... I mean, he's definitely not robotic. Okay. Oh, he's yeah. a he's an interesting guy. He's br- absolutely brilliant, but you know, I've and I've said this to his face. You know, a little lacking in the social skills department, uh-huh. as you can imagine. But, well, a but lot brilliant. Of, a, a lot of people are. I mean, I, I think social skills are important, but 
Yeah, at the same time, you know, what's going on in your mind is more important, especially if you're going to be representing people. Absolutely. He was the most effective member of Congress. Oh, passed, that's good. Passed more. He was a Democrat who passed more bills and amendments so, than any other member in a Republican House. I mean, so social skills are important for making the gears turn, making things move like that. So, how could he, lacking in social skills like that, be um, the so most it wasn't effective? About- so it's not about so it's not necessarily about the social skills. It's about being smart enough to to strategize how you can appeal to uh, to yeah. different representatives. And the secret to passing legislation in that kind of situation is that there is a lot that progressive Democrats and libertarian leaning Republicans agree on. For example, like audit the Fed, hundred percent agree on marijuana legalization. 100% agree on. And so the secret is to go is to is to go by bar uh, bipartisan but to do it in a smart way. Right. To get people saying yes, yes first. It's it's to get it's not to get people by like doing like okay, well, I'm going to we're going to get your part of the legislation is going to be this and mine is going to be this and we both hate each other's parts. It's instead it's finding com- it's finding legitimate common ground. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you make it happen. Uh sounds like a person that reads a lot of Dale Carnegie. How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's like the base book when it comes to. Oh, I know. I've heard that book. I don't, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of the I should read that. I've been meaning to read that. Most definitely. It's a good one. I'm not good at winning friends and influencing people. Oh, well. Read this book. It's for you. Definitely. I need to get another couple of copies because my copy is always lent out to somebody. That's what happens with the good books, though, right? Yeah. Wait, which one? How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's gone. Uh, yeah, somebody at work is uh, oh yeah, borrowing it right now. I think they're quitting too, so I might not get that back. Yeah, I'm just gonna oh, go. Man. I'm gonna go online and just buy up all the used copies I can. Can you know how I find used books oh, under five bucks on eBay? Mission and get your original book back. Oh, uh, I, I bought that book. Just from... smash the windows out of this van and roll up on them real quick. <laughs> it was get a, the book back. It's a torn up copy that was the old library, a hard hard copy and. Uh, yeah, I think it might have been an older version too, because the newer ones they're updated to deal with the all like, online etiquette stuff. Yeah, they're not all hard hardback. Hey, Which, I, I don't, don't, know, I that don't follow that probably. The follow the what? Oh, I I troll people on Twitter for sure. Yeah. Troll them like just going. Oh yeah, you would probably attack the more aggressive conversations. Hell yeah! yeah. That's probably why you're not a politician. <laughs> I would never want to run for office. Yeah. I hate public speaking. Do you? I do. Wow. Here you are on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's not really, like, I hate speaking in front of crowds. Yeah. Crowds may be listening, but not all at the same time and not to your face. Exactly. Yeah. You just like pretend that. that most of them are just not even paying attention to you. Actually. Nope. It doesn't. That does, like, like, none of the tactics work for me. I'm like, nope, nope. Picture them in, in their Instagram. Instagramming out there. In their Instagrams. <laughs> I think I would uh, think I would enjoy public speaking in speech class in college. It was like by far my favorite. It was the toughest, like the most brutal because I had like mad anxiety, but I conquered it. I got up there and then I did like the best in the entire class. So in high school, I got this, I won this scholarship, like this whatever. And they had like this big ceremony for me at the Orlando Science Center. And it was the first year that this group had done a scholarship. And they're like, Holly, will you say a few words? And I was like, <laughs> and so I said, thank you, which is technically a few words. Yeah, not just no, one. It's a couple. Yeah, you're right. It is two. It is a few. It's a couple. 
It's very short and to the point. Thank you. And then I left the stage immediately. And now (laughs) they have her. So my mom, whatever, you know, my mom's a high school teacher. And so um, now they require students who win this scholarship to speak for one to two minutes. And my mom tells all of her students that that requirement is because of me. <laughs> Holly so, Fussell, the legend. The legend. Thank, the thank the bad public speaking legend. You did wonderful things the for these high school In kids. Because this I is a speech a they will take the whole, live. the whole thing. I, I did. This is a speech these kids will take with them for the rest of their lives. I know. One to two minutes is a long time in front of a large crowd. I'm glad to serve as a warning. Yeah. For others. This is what happens if you don't speak publicly. <laughs> well, you're doing pretty good for yourself, so I don't think that really... I feel good, yeah. yeah. feel good about my life and my choices so far. Fair enough. Not everybody is a people person, you know. No, I hide behind my computer screen and type in words that other people will say. Mm-hmm. And then troll people on Twitter. Yep, and troll people on Twitter. My favorite. What kind of trolling do you do? How do you? Oh, um, so like Senator Ted Cruz is one of my least favorite senators. So I like to, um, he's, so he's Canadian, but he doesn't like to advertise this fact because he's the senator from Texas. Oh my God. So I look up all the Canadian holidays and then from my clients' Twitter accounts, you know, that are verified like members of Congress, I will tweet like, happy boxing day. (laughs) So you hide behind. Yes. Others. and these clients are okay with that? Oh yeah, they so, think it's funny. Oh, you, you have to, you have to prove it <laughs> with them, huh? Do you have yeah. to, that you're trolling. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, it's Boxing Day. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna troll Ted Cruz. Hey, this hockey team won. I'm going to uh, congratulate his hometown. Bingo! Wow, <laughs> that's really cool. And these people are just wow. There's some dirty politics going on, but it's kind of funny. It's not like dirty politics. Like, it doesn't, it's, like, it's, actually it's, do anything, but it's, it's just, like, like it's just, like, a little, fun. it's, like, a little jab. And yeah. also, I mean, you know, just stuff like that. It's just fun. Is is he the only one that you troll? No, I troll a lot of, a lot of politicians. <laughs> I, um, I buy up a lot of domain names. <laughs> so I own, like, for example, I own, like, votemarkerrubio.com and, like, a really? bunch. Yeah. And so, like, a bunch of, like, I, like, will, like, stock politicians, like, websites until I can, until they, like, lapse, their domain name lapses, and then I buy them up real quick. You beast. For, like, $11. It's great. Um, And then I will direct them at various fun oh, project sites. Uh, wow. Do you ever, uh, you ever consider selling them back to them at an inflated price? Uh, no, that takes the fun away, but I like it. I like it when they try to beg. Wow, <laughs> you devil! <laughs> ah, shouldn't have voted to take away healthcare from the middle class and working families. Fair enough. Would you ever consider stalking somebody else's website that might want their domain name back and selling it to them? Dolan, do you are you looking for a domain name? I mean, I could <laughs> get into that business. I'm not going to tell you. My, I'm not. I'm going to actually neglect to mention my domain names on this podcast usually i advertise my businesses but i i feel uncomfortable mentioning them around you <laughs> no i only do it for evil like only like the really evil politicians. Oh, you don't know how evil he is oh okay. good goodcleantalks.com yeah see good that's clean, fine good clean goods i actually don't own my like my name whatever it's like owned by like a yoga teacher in dc really yeah just like hollyfossil.com yeah it's a yoga teacher in dc senior dolan are you gonna steal it from her no, but I would like to. I one day I think I'm gonna go to her yoga class and just be like, "Hi, I'm also Holly. Like we have the same name." Wow, 
I stalked you online for, Hi. for years beforehand. Can I have your domain? <laughs> Can I also have your autograph? Sign on this line saying that you'll give me your domain. No. No. I don't care. I don't know a website, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I own a couple websites, but I'm trying to make them grow right now. There's not much to steal from or anything. You know, goodcleantalks.com, by the way. If you're listening on iTunes, go to the website. Click the ads. Buy stuff from Amazon or what have you. Make me money. The worst part is, like, these are things, like, my work and, like, my campaigns will not pay for these, so I pay for these personally just to troll personally. Because you, you I'm... buy them for cheap. Oh, yeah, they're cheap. Yeah. They're cheap. But I do spend my own money just to troll because I love it so much. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. So what else has been going on besides the your political life? Have you eaten anywhere really cool recently? Right. I still, have. Still a vegan, vegetarian? No, I started eating meat. I had it to. Did. It's oh, so man. hard. Why? Uh, because I have, apparently I have a problem where my, like, body can't absorb iron otherwise. And so, mm. like, I was having oh. to get, like, iron infusions, so which are, like. red meat in your life. You have to, like, sit for, like, five hours and they, like, pump you full of iron and it's, like, a really painful thing. You and feel heavier afterwards? <laughs> You'd think, no. <laughs> so you Anyway, just, and I often got allergic reactions like to these treatments, so it was like a bad a bad situation, so they're like, no, you just need to start eating red meat. So, so even if you're eating like, a lot of like food high in oxalates, like yep. uh, red meat, you still have this issue where you're not getting enough of it. Right. Like, I, my body has, like, absorb, absorption issues. Oh, so that's... So it's like, yeah, so, but I had to start eating meat, but... So the good news is I've been going to a lot of really cool restaurants lately. Right on. A what about the morality issue behind those complexes? I know that. I mean, I don't want to die. Yeah. And it's also like really like it's it's far worse to like get like the like the bags of iron. Those are like yeah. Derivative so you were originally vegetarian because of morality, right? Um, it was more of like a like personal like. Like, my family has, like, a farm, and so it, like, just kind of grossed me out. Right. It was like, oh, man, this is... So when you eat meat now, do you ever, like, steer towards grass-fed, humane... I try to, yeah. Yeah. I had a grass-fed burger from Outback the other day. It was the best beef ever. Uh, I'll tell you what I really like. Bison. Have you ever had bison? I haven't. Oh, man. If you're eating meat, you gotta try bison. Yeah. It's... It can be kind of gamey if it's not made right, but I've I've had bison not only from Graffiti Junction, graffiti but when junction. I was in Texas, that shit was awesome. A little bit. They of can have bison sauce. farms there. They're allowed to just bison's rope free in the in the in the, in the land. <laughs> so a little I bit of a one sauce on a bison burger, bison fresh. Mm. So I went the other day to this place called Maria in New York. It is Anthony Bourdain's favorite restaurant in oh, New York City. Shit. And it was amazing. So that's probably, yeah. If it's Anthony Bourdain's favorite. Who the hell is Anthony Bourdain? You he's, know who Anthony Bourdain he is? He has like a show you on like. to catch up also television watching. So yeah, he has like a show like on, months. it's like, he has like a show on like CNN. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, but he's like a foodie, oh. like whatever. Who's that other guy that goes to like Mongolia and shit? Um. There's another dude that goes to Mongolia and eats like Mongolian head cheese. And I, I, uh, he eats all the worst shit. Head cheese? Yeah, dude. He's like Anthony Bourdain, except like super cultural and eats a lot of weird shit. 
What's head cheese? I also went to this like crazy sushi restaurant the other day in um, Calorama. It's like a neighborhood in DC and it's like an eight seater restaurant. And you have to like, we have to like get reservations like. So you only have one table there? It, no, it's no, it's not even a table. It's like a bar, and you like, um, and it's eight seats, and you have to get reservations like forever in advance. And then they like, there, it's like a sushi chef, right? And it's like fifteen courses, and he makes it in front of you and just feeds you, and you don't order anything. They put it right in your mouth. No, <laughs> no, but he puts it right in front of you, and then you have to eat it, and like you like have to eat it because like otherwise he'll be offended. So really, yeah. And you pay extra money for this? I mean, I didn't pay for it. Oh, of course. <laughs> but yeah. wow. That's insane. They have restaurants like that. Yeah, you pay extra money for a chef that will that will get it. Like, yeah, for not eat this food. I have to go like, here. It to was pay really extra good money. though. It oh, was really. I was so full afterwards, but it was really good. Oh, that sounds awesome. We still. Uh, yeah, I couldn't still do it. My ceviche. If somebody told me the chef was a dick and he charges a lot of money. I would just. A lot of chefs are there, no. but you don't see them here. It's like a fifth generation sushi chef, like from Japan. It was oh. crazy. So it's probably really good food. It was so good. But it was so good. Oh my god. Yeah. It was intense. I'm sure if you're not used to eating sushi, it's probably not the place to go. No. Find out for the first no. time. You there don't is like a sushi. lot of like raw stuff there. And yeah. It's a lot of parasites, isn't it? Not like if a... you go to a high end place, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't buy ceviche from like hole in the wall places? Yeah, you gotta I mean, buy ceviche at the best places. I mean, I eat sushi, but I also hear that there's an elevated ceviche, risk for getting uh, intestinal parasites that you might not ever recover from. But also, uh, that's why they serve it with like wasabi and stuff. And fish, like a, there's a nasty parasite in swordfish. That you're more likely to get even cooked than sushi. I heard so it was again, mostly like a freshwater thing. Swordfish, and, like sushi. Yeah, I heard it was like a freshwater thing, and uh, like salmon, because they come from freshwater, you might have a higher likelihood of getting parasites from salmon, but any other any other fish, like, you know, like tuna and stuff, saltwater fish, you have a, you know, it's a little safer. I, I just learned this, so I'm like, I've been eating sushi for a while now. <laughs> you know, I hope I don't have any parasites. You're probably more likely to get mercury poisoning from salmon than a parasite. A lot of the salmon we have now isn't wild. It's mostly farm-raised uh, and very clean. Yeah. Unless you're getting, like, some Copper River, like, fresh Copper River, like, super juicy red. I mean, the fillets are only, like, this big. They're not, like, farm-raised salmon, like, fucking four or five pounds. Maybe a real, like, fresh, like, Copper River salmon. Maybe you might get a parasite from that, but nothing from a farm. Maybe like a farm-raised salmon. Would yeah, it's still likely. not going to scare me off from eating sushi, though. It's no, so man. delicious, and Most I feel so good after eating it. You know, right? like you yeah. got food that makes you bloated, and then sushi—it's you know, it's like That's brain what... food. I know. I, think I eat I can sushi move. all the time. Yeah, it's my favorite. I need to eat sushi more. I may take. I may. I may like start on a sushi adventure. It's interesting that you eat meat now. Considering the entire time that I've known you, I know I had to. It was either that or. You know, die. Yeah, I could see yeah, why failure. you chose to convert to a carnivore. You would slowly get colder and colder and colder and yes. colder. <laughs> Is that why you always have the sensitivity to the cold? Possibly. I wouldn't yeah, doubt it. Yeah, it's like a lot of it was like, whenever I, whenever you knew me, I was like pretty severely anemic for most of that time. Are you yeah. better now? <laughs> I am. I'm much better now. Because that's me, good. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, 
Well, I guess you'd have to eat red meat because spinach and anything high in oxalates. It won't absorb. Yeah, I tried that. I tried. I went on this crazy diet and everything that they like put me on, and they're like pills too on top of that. Yep, and then they and then also like yeah, and then the same with the like the bag of iron that they gave me intravenously. So it's like and that takes like an hour, five hours. Holy hell! You just sit with a needle in your arm for. I couldn't do it, man. Needles freak me out. I did that for like did two they have, years. Did they any crazy disclaimer about your kidney? Like yeah, like- and they're like, it's gonna like, and I was so finally I was like, okay, I guess I have to start eating meat. So here I am. Yeah, but now I've just see, been going meat. on a foodie adventure. There you go. I went to this Russian restaurant the other day. Oh shit, Something. Russian. What do they have? That signature. Um, chicken Kiev is like a signature Russian dish dish and what that is it's like minced chicken right and like in the middle of it it's like half a stick of butter melted with like all these herbs that sounds amazing it's like really good and like whenever you like cut into it it like fucking explodes yeah oh man hey tim can can you grab the bottle opener where is it i made a mistake here (laughs) i see that where is it uh it's sitting in it's in the kitchen somewhere. so they have it like that because like in russia it's like so cold yeah. Like, you have sure to the eat, like, an insane amount of calories to, yeah. like, survive in Russia. Drink down your vodka. Have your half-stick butter. Well, what I learned is, like, the reason why they don't get drunk is because their food is so heavy. Yeah. It's like you eat so much food, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I can do, like, five shots of vodka and not feel it because I just ate, like, 10,000 calories. You look at a Russian, you just get scared at them because they're fucking, they're huge. They're <laughs> Tim, you're not on the microphone. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, Tim. Oh. <laughs> how many times... Tim, let me ask you something. How many times have we done a podcast? A lot. You you should know. You should know that we can't hear you. Oh. I mean, she's not wearing headphones. She could totally hear me. But she's done podcast things before. I figured she would want to wear the headphones, but... No. Yeah. yeah. No. How many podcasts have you done before? A lot. Oh, yeah? Was this a work thing or different people work. you know? Cool. Right on. So this is your first like social independent podcast. It is. Cool. So you could talk about anything you want. Except for things I'm not allowed to talk to you contractually. Yeah. I mean you could. No. I'm good. <laughs> you totally could. We but Gucci. You probably won't. Nope. <laughs> I mean, who knows if anybody will even listen to it? Yeah. yeah probably nobody. Not like listeners. Somebody will seek it out. Somebody will find it. Exactly. Have a user against Oh, God. Look, the goal here is to... I wonder uh, what I'll be. I mean, some dumbass just would not shut up the whole time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the goal here is to get you to divulge information and then uh, let my podcast blow up from there. Of course. <laughs> get listeners. If only. Yeah. Hey, hey Dolan. Yeah. If yes, only I had important go. clients like, oh. Christine well, we could, we, we, could, we could have you back on here years from now. You can. And you could be like, oh, who was it? I don't even remember who I was working with then. No, I'll remember. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe right. they'll be president by then. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Do you have Fuego, Dolan? No. No? Neither do I. It sucks. What, are you trying to smoke something? Yes, I am. Next time, but- I'm going to have you sit over there. That oh. way, when you look at me and talk, you're actually in the microphone. Like this? Or you actually twist the microphone and have you sit at the end of the table there. We'll figure that out later. Just to get you these, that no moving the pop filter is not going to change the orientation of the microphone. That kind of works. No. <laughs>
That's a thing. Yeah. 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 We'll work this out another time. That's fine. <clears throat> I think this was the first go around of this. Yeah, we got the new, uh, this is a brand new setup. So we used to have it in this room he- in, in one of the extra bedrooms here. And uh, we had all the soundproof set up and everything. And it was nice. Then I had to rent that room out because I needed the extra money. So I moved it into my bedroom and it was just a mess. Cables everywhere. I can't keep my bedroom clean. I can keep any room clean except for my bedroom, right? So the studio just got, got just piles of stuff everywhere. And it was just, eh. I ran out of space. I figured it'd be easier to move shit around if I, you know, I wanted to get rid of the pool table, but I figured if I moved the, um, the podcast set up on top of the pool table, I could run all the wires underneath and have a nice, neat setup and yeah. soundproof the room the best I could. And, uh, yeah, this is the uh, pioneering pioneering episode wow. in this new studio. The fourth one we've gone through. So we used to record on the back porch of my mom's house. And you hear, like, crickets and all kinds of stuff on the track. <laughs> I've been on that pa- back porch many times. Yeah, yeah. I been. spent much of my high school years there. Yeah, we had some times there. Had some conversations there. The fire. Yeah. The trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that part of that cheese it box on your bulletin board? Yeah, that's here. Really? I, I have that. You just yes. Holly just perked up over there. She yes. just shot straight up like spot. I know. Right Friendship. Like, yeah. Enduring friendship. I'm going to show you when we're done with the podcast. Oh, yeah. God. You gotta, you all, you'll have to come by my office sometime. Like we have a, a full setup. Right full there. Full studio. You do? Oh, cool. How? What's your setup like? It's pretty intense. It's a professional studio. Yeah. Oh, and mine isn't professional? Yours is very professional. Okay. Yeah, don't. Right. I mean, I have like uh, mattress foam on the walls for oh, soundproofing. I've totally done this for campaigns. Yeah. I have 100% done this. Yeah. <laughs> I went to like, I think it was like Ross or like Marshalls and like bought like the cheapest, like yep. most discounted, like or maybe it's Big Lots and bought like the cheapest, like most discounted, like mattress, whatever toppers I could find. <laughs> right totally works oh yeah and i like this room because it's got a wall that's not parallel so it helps out with sound a lot oh that is nice yeah yeah i just said that was nice i don't actually know how that impacts sound quality but i i'm gonna pretend like i know the less parallel walls you have the better it is for the way that sound does what sound does i don't know this is a good room for that then oh yeah oh yeah plus uh, this room is Pretty much, like, we didn't really think about it. This is Lilo's old pool table, by the way. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've played pool on this so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. that crazy? Yeah. Badly. But, uh, yeah, we didn't really think about it, having this pool Where's table. Where's Lila? Uh, she's in, she's out by UCF right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, having the pool table here just took this room. It's yeah. Like, fuck, now we can't do anything else with it. Now we can, because we put the podcast table on top of the pool table, and it works. Poolcast. Yeah. Can you ever call that? I would, well, this is the first. It is now. Now it is. Yep. It's Poolcast. <laughs> yeah, so we did this to save space, and I'm going to rearrange my whole house now. I'm excited about that. Opening up my living room again. Moving the couch around. You know, adult stuff that I can do because I have a house. 25 years old. I don't I, have a house. I can be an adult, do adult things. I have an apartment. Oh, well. It's sad. I know. I have a trailer. But it's cool. Still bigger than my apartment. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I have a room with a pool table in it. I mean, yeah. DC sucks. <laughs> What's the cost of living up there? Is it high? Higher than higher than most places? Yes, it's one of the highest in the country. Wow, is that why it's so ghetto? DC? Um yeah. parts of it. This but, is a huge divide, right? Um, so okay, so this is like even worse actually, so it used to be, and now it's like most of that is gentrified. Oh. Cool. It's kind of sad. It's like Winter Park everywhere. Probably. It's, how Winter Park used to be. But it's expensive as fuck. <laughs> yeah. See, it's so diverse here. You know, you go out towards the country. I'm sure it's, it doesn't cost as much to live, but it's like, you gotta travel further for fucking anything, you know. Yeah, but I also pay a shit ton of rent. <laughs> yeah. So do you work in an office? Mm-hmm. So it's just like one place you commute to each day, to and from. Yeah. And then you My have... commute is seven minutes. Wow. Timed it. Nice. So that's only a couple miles. Yeah, it's not even. Wow. Like so... mile and a half, but I take metro. Cool. Oh, so you, you don't even drive? No. No, I like never drive in DC. It's like terrible to drive there. Wow. So then There's no parking. Every once in a while you travel for work and you go to New York or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I travel. I travel semi often for work, and then a lot for pleasure. So when you—that's cool. So when you travel for work, what do you do? You just hop on a plane and go to New York, and then do you? Have I a, take the train. I take so there's like an Excella train from um, DC to New York. It's two hours. Yeah. So I just take the train. Now, do you have an agenda planned out? Like you get to New York, and then you have to follow your schedule and. Um, I typically will have like a few meetings, and then other than that, I'll like hang out with my friend, my New York friends group, and. So what's your day look like in in New York? Is it? Um, I'll get there. I like will typically like take like a morning Excel. So I'll take like the eight a.m. I'll get there by like ten, ten thirty, and then I will, um, usually have. I'll usually go and grab lunch. <laughs> we got we got Josh just walked in. Hey, pull up a chair. I just turned your microphone on, so you should be able to jump right in here, Josh. Um, I'll typically grab lunch with a friend of mine or a client, and then I will um, go to meetings in the afternoon, and then at night I'll go out. That sounds like fun. So yeah. it's, it's just, what are your meetings like? Who, who are you meeting with? What are you? My clients. Okay. You mean you can't talk about? No. Yeah. Of course not. Let me get Josh set up here real quick. I just need <laughs> you to say, say something. Something. What? You uh, hear me? Uh, yeah, keep talking. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah I can't hear you. I just want to make sure you're at the right level. Uh, hey, can you slide her collar off? Slide her collar off? Well, un- unhitch it. Try not to choke her. Thank you. <laughs> Aww. Oh, Bella, you hitting the pool table with your tail. Aww, Stop, Bella. She's so happy. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's a sweetheart. Oh, Bella. She wants to get up on the podcast. I love having a dog. She's best thing in my life. It's amazing. I love her. Are we done? Excuse me. <laughs> Maybe. This wine's got me. We just killed this whole bottle of wine. Do you yeah. believe it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's more wine. Beer. <sighs> Stuff too. So. You, uh... Big you, you travel anywhere other than New York? <laughs> huh? You travel anywhere other than New York for work? Or? Um, 
I usually travel to New York for work, but I will also go to Texas a lot for work. Texas. And California. So what's going on for the Democratic Party in Texas? A lot. Yeah. It's, it's a... They got Austin there, so... And, <laughs> that, that's and Houston. About it. Yeah? Houston. Wow. So, okay. What, what's well, going on? What's going on there? Capital Let's get into the I, I think we can you flip the Houston blue. From, uh, from they Houston? voted for Hillary Clinton. Okay. Which means that they can flip blue with the right circumstances, the right candidate. Is it? You think the rest of the state will follow? I think that we have. I think we have a very good chance at winning statewide in Texas. We have a really good candidate there. Man, Texas is. Uh... Well, it's a it's, lot of fun. It's Texas, though. It's a lot of fun. I couldn't ever see it. They're like the reddest state that there is. They really aren't, though. If you look, really aren't. And a lot of those people right now are pretty upset. Because a lot of those people, like, these are these are Bush Republicans. And and the Bush Republican Party is gone. Even the Bush the Bush family is upset with the Republican Party. And you know that's like a, a big fucking deal. The Bush family is obsessed. Oh, extraordinarily. They are extraordinarily anti-Trump. Because Trump completely yes. destroyed Jeb, made him look like, well, Jeb no, was kind no, of no, a pussy no, anyway. No, they, it's because the Republican Party has gone so far to the right. They've gone so extreme. Well, so has the, so the Democratic Party. They've gone pretty not, far to the left. Not the really. Man, I've had the same conversation, but with the terms flipped with other people. So, if you, but if you look, like, the Democratic Party, like, really goes to the right. I'm sorry. Bernie tried to drag him to the left, but no. Yeah. Slither away real quick. So don't you huh? think... Want to slither away real quick? I'm going to slither away real quick. Oh. <laughs> well, I was about to drag you into this, Josh, actually. Oh, no, you were. All right. Oh, you're just getting you're just getting a beer. Uh, about an hour. So uh, 53 minutes. Okay. I was going to try to pull... Pull Josh into this and set up another Let's hour's not. worth. Let's not. Let's not do that. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, no. Josh, you don't dip now, do you? Wait, no, oh, I saw beer. a circle in his pocket. His beer? Oh. You saw a rifle. I mean, a gun. A circle in your get, back get pocket. Get back on the microphones if you're going to talk. Please tell me it's... Thank... Wait, what is that? It's dip. Oh, Josh! Look, I went from smoking two packs of cigarettes a day to dipping one of these every four days, so I think that's progress. I guess. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. I can't believe they dipped out. I was about to try to spark a political dipped debate. Dipped out. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. That's what I think he thought you were saying, too. When he said oh, no, no, no. I saw now. the skull in his... Oh, yeah. Ugh. I dipped, too, for a while. Why? Did you stop? Uh, I still wait here and there. I don't have so an, gross. The thing is, I don't have an issue with it. I enjoy nicotine, but I don't have an issue with it. I can I can go without it, you know. The weird, the thing I found on campaigns, it's like the other place in the world. Like Apopka is like one place in the world where like people haven't stopped smoking cigarettes, and campaigns is the other place. Like everybody smokes cigarettes that's on like, campaigns. That's like restaurants. It, it's like, everybody that works in restaurants smokes too. Yeah, but it's like it's like it's like you think that all these people like they're like super fancy, and you no no no. Yeah. And they're like smoking parliaments like everyone else. <laughs> parliaments. Yeah, like they're like smoking like not even like whatever fancy shit. It's like shit. no, no, no. Three oh fives. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. If you're gonna kill yourself, don't pay a lot. Exactly. Yeah. No, and no, and a lot of so like here's an interesting tidbit. So people who like work on the hill, like people who work in Congress, do not make a lot of money. Yeah. I would never work there because you do not make enough money. 
like to live in dc that's that's interesting so they just aspire to it and they save up and they move there and live off savings um it's so like i know people who like work in congress all week like they Mm -hmm. work in the house of representatives and they go and work at like mellow mushroom on the weekends wow to pay their rent Wow. And then I also know people who are like they come from rich families and like it's one or the other. So what about like the actual congressmen? Um, I know some that are that are broke, and they like have like six roommates. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting if you look at like uh, who well, was, was DC it? Was rent it? Is so ex- some people sleep in their office. Some Congress members sleep in their office because DC rent is so expensive. Well, that kind of like that's pretty cool because Plato talks about. Um, how leaders and the people in politics should have very little or no possessions. I mean, you know? it's like it's expensive for sure. It's really it's really expensive to live in DC. Like I, my rent is like twenty five hundred dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a month. Yeah. Wh- what do you do to pay for this shit? I make good money. I mean, I make good money to live in that yeah, for that. But. And you're you have a significant other too, right? Uh, yeah, we don't live together. Really? Really. Oh, wow. He wishes. What? Who are you? <laughs> I'll have to ask more about this after the podcast, because I don't want to air your laundry up all of that. Yeah. That's interesting. can't talk about my significant other. What? And so, what? He helped, but, okay, so. My significant other owns y- their place. You? His place. But I do not own my So place. you don't even live with him, and he helps you pay for it? No. Are you kidding? I pay my own rent. Okay. I just make a lot of money. Oh. But it doesn't get that far in DC. <laughs> See, yeah. my mom was like, oh my God, Holly, you make so much money. I'm like, I pay $2,500 a month in rent. Send some back home and have them put it in a business. Flip, flip, fucking make more money here and send it back. Or you ever think about investing in anything? Stocks or No, business? I spend all my money in rent. <laughs> wow. No, I don't. But I spend the rest on designer shoes. Um, okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I have investments. I'm a responsible adult. Jesus Christ. What do you invest in? What you got going on? I don't talk about that. Okay. You don't want anybody else soup in there and change the price of the percentages of your stocks and. No. No. All right. Well, I'll just take your word for it that you're responsible. I'm a responsible adult-ish. Yeah. I got- Enough. Responsible-ish. I own. Responsible for a 25-year-old. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I own properties and a 25-year-old as of, like, two weeks ago, was it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> See, if you, like, buy a place in D.C., it, like, starts at, like, a million dollars. Holy shit. So I'm saving up for a down payment, but we'll see if that ever happens. Down payment? It's got to be 250 grand. I know. Damn. It's depressing. Yeah, man. See, I own this place, and I own another property, so I got rent income coming in. So I got that, and then my soap business, and then I have a job now, too. So, you know, I don't have one stream of income. I think that's important in today's society to not depend on one thing. Yeah, my boyfriend owns his place. Boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were married. No. Oh. Okay, all right, that... That explains the confusion, because I was like, what? You don't... I thought you... Oh, were- no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I w- no, I was with someone for a really long time, but I broke up with them, and then I, now I'm with someone else. Did you get married to them, or... No. Okay. No, I broke up with them. But, like, he, you were engaged or something. Yeah. Yeah, he proposed really publicly, and so I said yes, and then... Huh. 
So if you had anything to say out there for men listening, thinking about proposing. Please do not propose publicly. It puts the woman in such an awkward position, and then they have to say yes, and then later they're like, we cannot be married. So don't propose at a Mets game. Or, On the yeah. big screen. No. At Disney World, or... No, or, or at Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill. Damn. Well, he knew you, at least. <laughs> he also worked in politics, but uh, now I'm dating someone outside of politics, so... That's good. Ish. Do you drive him crazy ever? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I did anybody in politics. He would say he would say that I do not, but he'd probably be lying. Is does is he uh does he take a stance? On politics? Yeah. Oh yeah. Does he's, he have his view? It's pretty um, strong. He used he used to work in politics, then he sold out and left for Oh, the private so he, sector. He has a history in politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a history in democratic politics, and he supports all my campaigns. So I'd say you're doing pretty well for yourself. I'm doing pretty well for myself. Well, hell yeah. All my dreams came true. So you have got social media? Huh? So you've got social media? You're going to have people follow you on? and and I'm not going to plug my social media handles. No? no you don't no. have a public? So you work, basically, you're not trying to plug anything or become no. popular or famous. or not. You work from behind the scenes? Exactly. That's my that's my deal. I love working from behind the scenes. I love um, I love being behind the scenes. I would so rather... So you're not a public figure? You don't have no. a page or anything? Nope. Well, cool. All right. No need to plug you then. No, I give all my... I, I think that if you work... If you work in my industry, like, it is a bad... Anytime I see someone and they're like, oh, like they have like super popular Twitter and all that, I'm like, that means you're like not giving your good stuff to your clients. Yeah. You'd I give my good shit to my clients. So you would rather operate somebody else's Twitter than your yes. own. Exactly. I love campaign life. Right on. Cool. Cool. All right. So, Holly Fussell, thanks yep. for coming on. I had to join you. I haven't seen you in my years. My third cousin. Third cousins, yep. I had same earlobes. Yeah, we had the same earlobes. I hadn't seen you in years, and you come over, and like first thing, we jump on the microphones. Yeah, so. that was it. That was our reunion. Right on. So let's catch up on not such a public uh, show. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. Yeah, this has been Good Clean Talks, goodcleantalks.com, goodcleangoods.com. Some good handmade natural soap. Uh, also, if you like supplements. Smells great. Yeah, I make good soap. On it.com uh, to get some good neuro supplements, new topics, uh, help your brain, help promote the healthy growth of neurotransmitters. I take them all the time. They're great. Go to goodcleantalks.com, click on the banner for On It. That way I get my cut out of it because uh, I'm not doing this for free. I'm doing it because I love it, but if I can make money off of it, at least as much as I put into it, buying all this equipment, it ain't cheap. So yeah, um, goodcleantalks.com goodcleangoods.com awesome soap thank you for listening um as always and tune in next time namaste